I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. On the range, we like the sunlight. Because we got nothing to hide. It's high noon for Thursday, July 29th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. Or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. And the merch site is www.cancelcotour.com. If your browser is giving you trouble, go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. And the substack is I'm your moderator.substack.com. And if you go there, you can find the most recent article, Mike Lindell versus the party of false decorum. It was very cool yesterday. Mike Lindell reposted that on his Telegram. So I hope he enjoyed the article, especially when one day later, a sociopath at The Atlantic named Ann Applebaum writes an article about how the My Pillow man is going to destroy the country. It is the most ridiculous thing you could ever possibly read. And I might get to a little bit of it today because it is so, so ridiculous. Today is the 190th day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half dead, demented, degenerate ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president, Joe Biden, who was overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You spent five years telling everybody that you knew all about the history of Nazism. And that's why you were able to call everyone Nazis. Well, with all the time you spent learning about it, it seems like it has not improved your ability to detect what is happening in reality at all. You are totally, completely the most gullible people on earth. Literally any piece of propaganda will work just fine to the point where your prestige publications are now publishing think pieces about how everyone in the world should be allowed to vote in American elections. That's in the New York Times. Why is it there? Well, I suppose a couple reasons. One, to justify the fact that Joe Biden's Democrat Communist Party is literally paying to bring a million illegal immigrants into the country, already a million and potentially two million by the end of this year, if, you know, nothing happens. And they want them to vote and they want to exploit their low wage labor. 
it's interesting that the very intellectual writers at the New York Times haven't realized how close what's happening at the border is to being an actual modern day slave trade, or perhaps they have realized it. And that is fine with them because they are the ones who believe they are reaping the benefits of the modern day slave trade. One might think it odd to otherwise be supporting a modern day slave trade, but you have to remember you're talking about incompetent and narcissistic elites and elitists in the Democrat Communist Party, which happens to be the party of slavery and of the KKK and of Jim Crow and of decades and decades of failure to govern and make safe and make livable all of the biggest urban environments in the entire country where they are specifically failing the very people they pretend to be protecting. And who do they pretend to be protecting these people from? Oh, it's people who might want to actually create the environment where those particular people might find success and independence from government and reasons for hope aside from when the next check from the government might come. They might find ways to get out of drug addiction and poverty and crime. But then whose votes would Democrats be able to steal? It would be obvious that if conditions improved for the people in their so-called base, those people would no longer allow their votes to be stolen and they would no longer be considered the Democrat base. We're going to reach that point and people will realize that no, black and brown people, in quotes, don't actually like what Democrats do because no one likes what Democrats do. Democrat is nothing more than a brand. It's a trick. It's an illusion. There is a reason why the corporations side with the Democrat Communist Party. There is a reason why the wealthiest people in the country and the world prop up the Democrat Communist Party and their Romney supporters. It's because they benefit from it. The game played by the Democrat Communist Party is one only of exploitation and control. And when the control is threatened, the exploitation grows. And they will stop at only exploitation for as long as they're able to maintain power. When that power is threatened, they go beyond exploitation into totalitarianism. And that's what we see happening right now. Now, the good thing is more people are recognizing that every single day. The Democrat Communist Party is showing itself to the American people. And as I said, we're talking about a collection of incompetent narcissists here. 
They believe that they fully control the narrative and that no matter what they do, the media will cover for them and the people will believe it. Because as much as they insult people on the right, people who support Trump, people who want to make America strong as a sovereign nation and not give this country away to global communism, the people they're really insulting are their own supporters. The people who have argued for them for years and years and years and years and can't let go of their team identification. Those are the most valuable people to the Democrat Communist Party because they know they will repeat the slogans no matter what. And now they are forcing those people to repeat the stupidest slogans ever created. We are in a bizarro world of non-thought. They will just repeat whatever they are told. And we talked about that yesterday. I'm going to go even harder on it today. Now, if you're the sort of person who realizes that you've been exploited by the Democrat Communist Party, you don't actually have to keep repeating the slogans. And if you're realizing that, I'm glad you're here. And with that, I would love to extend a warm Thursday high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, commies. Welcome to the show. Hopefully it wasn't simply an accident that brought you here. But if it was, that's okay too. And in the next 50 minutes, you're going to hear me say things about some ideas you thought were smart and some people you thought you liked. And you're going to interpret it as me insulting you personally. Now, I don't want you to do that. I mean, it's okay if you do. I'm certainly not going to stop saying it, whether or not you feel insulted. That's just going to be the price of admission. But I don't want you to feel that way. Because really what I want is for you to stop identifying with those beliefs and those people. And I don't want you to do it because I'm telling you to. I want you to do it because you finally realize what those ideas are and who those people are. And I want you to find your own moral core and realize the extent to which you are defying that core every day in support of this illegitimate regime that is absolutely unequivocally trying to instill and install a Democrat communist society in the United States of America in conjunction with the rest of the world, which will make you a subject to the whims of the richest and most powerful people in this world. They will control everything about you, including what you think, what you're allowed to think, what you're allowed to say. Okay, listen, commies. Okay, seriously. You need to think about what the future looks like as a result of where 
the policies supported by the people you vote for are taking us. Because I know you see the headlines and I know that the sources you read are telling you all of this stuff is actually good. But the question is good for whom? Okay? You think it's good for you that the government forces everyone else to get vaccinated or bars them from stores? Are you, you good-hearted communist who says everyone is so important, you're doing all of this for everyone? Do you want it on your conscience, all of this, the idea that someone should not be allowed to go to the grocery store unless they comply and inject themselves with an experimental gene therapy that Anthony Fauci admitted does not prevent the coronavirus, the severity of the symptoms, or dying. He said in the clip I played yesterday that if you are vaccinated and you get the very scary variant, which, by the way, they can't tell which variant you have. They can't at all. They are lying. And you know it. You know it. He said, if you get the very scary variant, you could absolutely end up with a viral load, which means symptoms, as high as if you had never been vaccinated and you got the original coronavirus. Okay? So the very scary variant, we know for a fact, is less deadly than what we were dealing with last summer. And the statistics bear that out, of course. So what he said is that having the vaccine makes the very scary variant as very scary as the very scary original for you, the vaccinated one. Not for us. Not for us. We're just going to go with the whole immunity thing. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this particular thing, but last night, in just one of the greatest self-owns of all time, that idiot, Michael Rappaport, got mad about his vaccine a week ago. Not kidding, a week ago, maybe 10 days, tops. He comes out and he's walking down the streets with his Yankee cap on and doing his whole accent thing. Yeah, he's the salt of the earth and very, very tough. And talking about how all these people are so stupid for not getting the vaccine. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to let you hear it. Because my guy, the storm has arrived 17, put these two clips back to back. I'm just going to play them so that you can get the full effect of this. It really, really is amazing. We are dealing with a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It is a pandemic of the unvaccinated vaccinated okay you're listening to these dummies on fox news who are questioning and ridiculing and criticizing the vaccination i uh i just watched uh tony fauci and cnn and fox uh tell me that people with the vaccine vaccinated people are now 
spreading the coronavirus. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, I was like, yes, I'm vaccinated. Yeah, you little sticker. Yay, I'm vaccinated. Be a hero, be vaccinated. I went from being a hero because I'm vaccinated and now you motherfuckers are calling me a super spreader? I ain't no fucking super spreader. Figure this shit out. <laughs> I ain't no super spreader. Cool, bro. What other stories you got? Here's the thing. You're only a super spreader if you're super spreading. Okay? You got to have the disease. You got to have symptoms. And then you got to go around other people in real close quarters for extended periods. Maybe share drinks with them or food or something. Okay? Outside, are you super spreading? Nope. Going to be okay out there. Everything's pretty much just like last year for you, you moron. But he's actually operating on a slightly dumber level than that. And you might be thinking, there's a slightly dumber level than Michael Rappaport? I guess so. See, he's upset that he can now be viewed as a source of spread. And he's the sort of person that thinks the people that don't agree with him are the carriers of disease. And if you look historically, this is why tribes would be warring with other tribes, why racism exists. This is really how these things happened. Because the outsiders are the ones that have disease. The insiders, well, we can trust all of those. Michael Rappaport views the carrying of disease as a factor of your political identification and therefore your goodness, okay? The bad people carry disease. The good people are saving the world. And, you know, sometimes when one of the good people gets the disease, it's because the disease is actually that powerful. They did everything right, but the disease is just too powerful. That's what he thinks. And he's like, wait a second, I did everything right. I coerced and shamed and bullied all the bad people, just like you said I should do. And I did it. I did everything. My commie overlords, where is my reward? I was told I was a hero. I got to wear a sticker. And now I'm not a hero anymore. Why? Why? Why am I not a hero? I did all of this just to show everybody that I was a hero. And consider this. Michael Rappaport is more honest and more forthcoming than normal celebrities. Think about how much worse it is for them. This is honestly incredible. What did these morons think was going to happen? The literature's been there. We read it. We shared it. There's actually a reason why we aren't taking the experimental gene therapy. 
And it goes beyond the fact that people are dying, getting skin conditions, getting heart conditions, being unable to walk, having limbs amputated. That's just scratching the surface. Every single thing, the Anthony Fauci's of the world, all the public health people, all the Democrat communists, every single thing they have said for the last five years, but probably a lot longer, has been an absolute 100% total, complete lie and manipulation. And who are the people they are manipulating the worst? Of course, celebrities, because celebrities, their only goal in life is to make strangers like them. Okay, that's why they're famous. They got enough strangers to like them. Doesn't matter what the people around them think. People around them all know they're dumb as shit and not particularly moral. But they want strangers to like them. He has devoted his life to making strangers like him. So if you were, let's say, a high-level communist and you wanted a bunch of really stupid people to believe your stupid and evil communist ideas, who would you ask to disseminate those ideas? Could you find any better target than the American celebrity to do that work for you? Their entire goal is to make everyone like them and turn that into money that they can spend entirely on material goods. They are nearly all dumb as rocks. And they are either good looking, funny or well spoken for the most part, in the eyes of communists. It's really a perfect recipe for the ultimate useful idiot. They are kind of the exact polar opposite of uh, Nietzsche's uh, Ubermensch. They imagine themselves to be this Great next step in humanity. Oh, everyone's life can be just as good as mine, where you spend all day trying to impress strangers. And if you get enough strangers to like you, then the people higher up will be very impressed. And then they'll let you come up on the ladder just a little bit higher. And if that all works out, maybe they'll let you stay there. Maybe one day you'll even get to invent your own slogans that other people can repeat. You know how you can find out if you're high enough to have your own slogans? Try one out and see if your commie side is okay with it. I bet Michael Rappaport got hate mail. (laughs) I'm actually thinking about how hilarious it is that he probably got hate mail from people who are even more communist than he is. It is just incredible. It is magnificent. The meltdown that is occurring in the communists right now is the sort of thing we should all be enjoying. And I know, I feel, I sense, I should say, that a lot of people are getting frustrated. And I see it on Telegram and whatnot. So there is something to this. But 
we were told it was going to get worse, right? And maybe I'm being naive about how much worse it will get on some levels, but I don't see it that way. And the way I see it is that this is getting better, okay? They need to show themselves to everyone. As sad and stupid and pathetic as it is that people like Michael Rappaport finish that statement with, I ain't no super spreader, figure this out. (laughs) Hey, Anthony Fauci, figure it out how I'm not the bad guy. (laughs) Take the vaccine out of me so that I can be a hero again. He is so confused. That's still a good sign for us, okay? The more extreme they get with their ideas and the lengths to which they will go to enforce them, that does nothing other than speed up the process by which everyone else notices, okay? The mainstream media is reaching its bottom, Years and years, the lowest possible ratings. No one trusts them. No one. And when they put on these ridiculous displays, having these moron doctors come out, doing their terrible coverage of the audits, pretending they don't exist, pretending the DOJ is going to swoop in and save everything, pretending that Joe Biden actually won, pretending all this stuff about the vaccines, All of this is nonsense. People are realizing that. That's how we win. All right. Everyone has to see it. The goal is to get as many people as possible to see it before an ultimate moment of truth and separation occurs. And that moment is coming. And when I say separation, I don't mean secession or a civil war. Nothing like that. I mean, there is going to come a point where so many of them will not be able to continue repeating the lie as the truth stares them in the face. I know they've done it for this long, but the number is decreasing. And you know, that's true. No matter how pessimistic you are about all this, no matter how frustrated you are, no matter how exhausted you are, you know that's true. The polls show it. When you go out in the real world, you can see it and feel it. That moment has already arrived for a lot of people, and we haven't even had a big moment yet. A big truth moment, okay? At some point, the mainstream media is going to have to cover all this. You know, Fox is already putting on people who are there to talk about election fraud. It is coming. It is coming soon, I think. I think Lindell's Cyber Symposium is really going to be something. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I am. But remember, they did not want to be here. Okay? They announced that Joe Biden was the quote-unquote winner on November 7th of last year. We are almost in August, all right, a full nine months after that election. And fewer people believe that Joe Biden won today than they did then, 
All right. That's going in our direction. On the war room this morning, they were just talking about a poll. I think it's a a YouGov poll where 39 percent of the country believed that Joe Biden was not the legitimate president. Just straight up that. They oversampled Democrats by 14 percent in that poll. Independents have already turned on Joe Biden, and we know that independents have been growing because people are sick of the uniparty and they are happy to leave their party affiliation behind because they want nothing to do with the corruption in either party. Joe Biden is underwater everywhere it matters. All right. Yes, of course, the Democrat communists are going to be the last ones to realize that the Democrat communists are evil. That was always obvious. They don't want to be talking about any of this stuff right now. Okay. They have tried pushing vaccines and vaccine mandates. They have tried pushing the idea that Joe Biden really won. They don't want to be talking about any of this stuff. That's why they're still performing all these ridiculous farcical charades every single day. Today, they kept Congress people out of the Department of Corrections. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Louis Gohmert, Paul Gosar. They all went to the Department of Corrections. They wanted to check in on the political prisoners who have been held since January 6th or whenever after that they got picked up. They were barred from entry. They were told they were trespassing. They're members of Congress that fund the Department of Corrections. That's insanity. And they're expecting people don't notice. Well over 50% of this country is with us now. People notice that. People aren't going to stand for that. Look around the rest of the world. Hundreds of thousands of people out on the streets in the UK, in Australia, in Italy, in France. They are standing up to their government for their government overreaching for vaccine mandates. People don't actually want to be marked and then told where they can and cannot go. We know what that is. We know what that leads to. All the communists spent the last five years telling us that they knew what it was. They knew what it leads to. Well, they can't recognize it now, can they? But I think that they actually can. They're just in denial about it. And they don't want to tell everybody else, yeah, I was wrong about the whole thing. That's where they are. They don't want to be there. And think about this, okay? There are a lot of people out there who woke up to all this stuff way before I did. It took the the first few weeks of this COVID lockdown For me to realize, oh, my God, they're actually lying about everything. It's not just some stuff and it's not both sides lie. It's that there is this thing. Right. Some people call it a cabal. Some people call it the deep state. I'm not sure any of that fully describes it. The uniparty, none of those terms kind of capture all of it. But that thing is always lying and manipulating. That is its only job. Okay. How many people in the last 18 months have come to that realization? More are coming to that realization every single day. That is exactly the opposite of what the authoritarian state wants. But it's exactly what they're getting. That's a win for us. Okay, more of that happens every day. We are winning. We will win when they go 
even harder into this dystopian nonsense they're trying to pull off. I look at it with shock and amusement. Like, wow, they're really going to try this. Fantastic. Go for it, commies. Let's see how that goes. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked. Okay. They come up with their little narratives. They try to push them onto everybody. And everyone rejects them within a day or two. It's not even a long time that it's taking people to wake up and be like, oh, yeah, they're lying about that, too. It's almost immediate for most people now. So. Understand that this is moving in our direction. They want you to be afraid. They want you to comply. They don't want you to stand up and call their bluff and say, I was born in a country where liberty is my birthright. Stand up for that. Now, let's talk about how utterly insane these people have become. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit more about this uh, masky vaxy problem. All right. Originally, people just wanted to be maskies and then they wanted to be vaxies. And then some of the vaxies still wanted to be maskies, too, so that everybody would know what side they were on. But even most of them got rid of the mask eventually. Not all of them. I mean, there are some really deranged pussies in this country. But the ones who took the mask off don't really want to put it back on, especially after they already did what they were told the entire time. But we also have the new category of masky vaxi. And they will do absolutely whatever they're told all the time. It's really pretty amazing that they pretend to be full-grown American adults and they still act this way. But hey, it is what it is. This is from today in the New York Times. COVID-19, CDC reverses testing advice for fully vaccinated. Anyone who has been potentially exposed to the virus should get tested, the CDC now says. Previous guidance recommended testing only fully vaccinated people who were symptomatic. Now, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. After talking about it in May when they switched the policy the first time. They were drumming up all these cases, right? We were having a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Why did I say that was? I said that was because they stopped testing the vaccinated. Because of the CDC guidance in early May. Apparently now they have reversed that. Listen to this sentence, though, that they started out with. Anyone who has been potentially exposed to the virus should get tested. They already believe that everywhere they go, if someone doesn't have a mask on, they've been potentially exposed. Now. The content of that belief is so moronic that you might think, hey, man, there is no way anyone believes something that dumb. But you'd be wrong. They absolutely do believe things that dumb. Back to the article. In addition to revising its mask guidance on Tuesday, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention also quietly updated its testing recommendations for people who are fully vaccinated against the coronavirus. Oh, they did it quietly. The agency now advises that vaccinated people be tested for the virus if they come into contact with someone with COVID-19, even if they have no symptoms. Previously, the health agency had said that fully vaccinated people did not need to be tested after exposure to the virus unless they were experiencing symptoms. Okay, 
So even if the person they come in contact with does not have symptoms. All right. What kind of person who they come in contact with who doesn't have symptoms is going to make it known that they have COVID. If it's a vaccinated person who's not having symptoms, the CDC already told them not to get tested for COVID. So how would they know? Of course, they wouldn't. Also, normal people who are not retarded don't get tested for a disease they don't have. I have not been tested for the flu in the last month because why would I? I also have not gotten tested for a broken ankle. That's how that works. So there's absolutely no way for them to know if the person they've come in contact with has coronavirus unless that person has to get, you know, tested for traveling or because they have a terrible job and don't want to give it up. Preferring to be ruled by communists. So who then are masky vaxies supposed to imagine they are coming in contact with who has coronavirus? Well, I guess the easiest way to tell would be to see that that person doesn't have a mask on. And if they don't have a a mask on, that means they're probably not vaccinated. And if they're not vaccinated, then they are, in the words of the idiot Michael Rappaport, a super spreader. So they must get tested. And they don't want to go get tested all the time, which is why they want everyone to wear a mask so that they can feel safe all the time, even though they have no idea whether or not anyone they come in contact with has coronavirus. This is madness. Okay, this makes no sense. And none of the commies who are going to listen to this will even know how to interpret it. Hopefully stuff this stupid actually makes their brains break a little bit so that they might have to think their way through it on their own. Our updated guidance recommends vaccinated people get tested upon exposure regardless of symptoms. Dr. Rochelle Walensky, the agency's director, said in an email to the New York Times, testing is widely available. I guess that that is the only important thing in that email, apparently. Fully vaccinated people should wear a mask in public indoor spaces after exposure, the agency said. Oh, only after exposure? I thought it was all the time. Three to five days later, they should be tested for the virus. Oh, so there's a whole regimen. If the results come back negative, they can stop wearing masks indoors. How nice. If results are positive, the infected should isolate at home for 10 days. Even if you're vaccinated. Got that, commies? Man, if I wasn't one of the stupid people, I would think that sounds Exactly like what they said last year to people who hadn't been vaccinated. But like I said, I'm stupid. We should probably ask Michael Rappaport what the best policy here is. You know, in service of being a hero. Although people who are fully vaccinated may still get infected with the virus, these breakthrough infections tend to be mild or asymptomatic, except for the fact that Anthony Fauci told us the exact opposite of that. The vaccines authorized in the United States provide strong protection against the worst outcomes, including severe disease, hospitalization and death, including from the Delta variant. Except again, that's the exact opposite of what Anthony Fauci told us. The vaccines also don't protect you 
at all from the negative effects of the vaccine. In fact, being vaccinated is generally right now the only way to experience the negative effects of someone being vaccinated because that someone is you. Of course, we are finding out that vaccinated people actually can cause major problems for the unvaccinated. But hey, we're not going to get into that because the unvaccinated, we're all just going to go keep on living our lives and let our immune systems handle it. Which is amusing now because the people who are masky vaxies are actually arguing now that the only thing the vaccine actually does is to enhance your ability to fight off the virus, which is exactly the same thing as strengthening your immune system. Got it, commies? We used to just call that strengthening your immune system. Go outside, get some sun, take some vitamins, take some supplements, exercise, Stop eating like an asshole. You don't have to stop smoking because the data says that smokers don't have the same problems with COVID. I know it sucks, but hey, maybe you can stop being such assholes about smoking too. Isn't it crazy though that now people are arguing for the experimental gene therapy as nothing more then an enhancement of your immune system. Of course, when you enhance your immune system that way, then your immune system is going to overattack anything it perceives as a threat, which is actually what the vaccine is telling it to do, which is going to inevitably lead to worse health outcomes when you do get something, since the vaccine can't prevent you from getting it. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. And it's exactly what, Anthony Fauci was describing in false terms. It's also exactly what Robert Malone, a doctor who created the mRNA technology, told Steve Bannon yesterday about antibody dependent enhancement. So congratulations, commies. You swung and missed again. The new testing recommendation came on the same day that the agency recommended that fully vaccinated people return to wearing masks indoors Under some circumstances, when levels of community transmission are high, everyone, regardless of vaccination status, should wear masks indoors when they are in public. The agency now says the agency also recommended that vaccinated people in close contact with unvaccinated people, including children under the age of 12, which is basically all children, except for the ones who have been sacrificed to the God of scientism by their idiot communist parents. Consider wearing masks in public indoor spaces, whatever the transmission rates in the local community. In a shift, the agency also recommended universal masking in schools. Even though actual science in published peer-reviewed medical journals has said that masks are detrimental to your children's physical and mental health. But you got to do it because that's what the science says. For months, the CDC has resisted recommending masks for vaccinated people. Oh, they have? They've resisted it? Hashtag resist? Even as the highly contagious Delta variant spread and the World Health Organization recommended continued mask wearing. The change was prompted by new data 
suggesting that even vaccinated people who are infected by Delta may carry large amounts of the virus and transmit it to others. Dr. Walensky said at a news briefing on Tuesday, isn't that incredible? That last sentence totally defeated the sentences before it, especially this one, which they put in there only to propagandize people and to keep people from believing that they're actually lying. Here's the sentence. The vaccines authorized in the United States provide strong protection against the worst outcomes, including severe disease, hospitalization and death, including from the Delta variant. But what? Hold on. Dr. Walensky also said the change was prompted by new data, not new data, suggesting that even vaccinated people who are infected by Delta may carry large amounts of the virus and transmit it to others. Large amounts of the virus. Strong symptoms. They are lying with every single word. It is just a manipulation. It is a commercial and the product they are trying to sell you is idiocy. And we have this segment of like 30% of our population still buying. It's incredible. But there's more. This is from last night in just the news. Greg Piper. CDC justified new mask guidance based on vaccine study listed as failing peer review. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention cited an unpublished study from India to justify its recommendation Tuesday that fully vaccinated people, quote, wear a mask in public indoor settings in areas of substantial or high transmission, end quote, of COVID-19. They don't know where those areas are. They can just point to a map of the nation and then color it in with various shades of red and yellow. And then you're supposed to be scared wherever it's red or orange. That study, which claimed the Delta variant produced an unusually large viral load in more than 100 vaccinated healthcare workers with breakthrough infections, was listed as having failed peer review in the, nat- in the journal Nature when the CDC cited it. Archives of the study's page on Research Square, a preprint server for unpublished research, shows that it was marked reject on July 9th and remained so at least through the evening of July 26th. That version was still live. Early Wednesday morning, the day after the CDC cited the study in its July 27th updated science brief, according to a Twitter user who posted a screenshot. The reject status and review notes were removed by mid-morning and replaced with posted, suggesting nature had approved the paper without revisions, which drew controversy on Twitter. The notes were quickly restored and status changed to revise, bearing the same date, July 9th, as the original reject status. Research Square addressed the confusion twice around noon Wednesday, blaming a bug and a user interface error on our end. It said the paper was still under review and the current editorial decision is revised. After review notes disappeared again, from the peer review timeline later in the afternoon, leaving only a current status classification of the paper as under review, Research Square also posted a revised header clarifying that the paper was being considered by a Nature Portfolio journal, not necessarily the flagship journal, and that its partners with the publisher on a journal integrated preprint deposition service. Okay. The representations of Research Square would mean that CDC cited deficient research to back its finding that, quote, 
Emerging data suggests COVID vaccines have lower effectiveness against confirmed infection and symptomatic disease caused by the Delta variant, which is now, quote, predominant in the United States. And how do they know that? They don't. I am guessing, by the way, that the way they are classifying that is that they have determined that there is some metric of symptoms by which they should judge one variant or the other. And let's remember, last year, throughout last year, they didn't actually have to have a positive COVID test to call something a positive COVID case, okay? They used likely COVID as a diagnosis without a test to mark down COVID cases, COVID hospitalizations, and COVID deaths, all of which would lead the healthcare provider to being able to be paid by the government under the CARES package, okay? $18,000 for a COVID case, $36,000 for a COVID death. That is a real thing. Sorry, commies. I know you probably spent time fighting that last year, believing that it couldn't possibly be true, that our very responsible health care providing corporations could be bilking the U.S. government by claiming false COVID cases. That could never happen. But remember, Kami, you guys are the same ones who try to argue for universal Medicare and other socialist choices as a response to counteract the constant scamming of the system by healthcare companies and insurance companies that make the cost of providing healthcare so high. That's you, commies. Remember that the whole uh, collectivist thing. That's not our solution. That's your thing. That's your argument. But you believe it can't happen. Sure, commie. Whatever works for you in that given moment. We already know how your morality is formed. It is entirely transactional and situational. We get it. You need to understand. We already understand. Do you really think they're doing something different in the variants? If they can use the eye test to mark down a COVID case, what test do you think they're using to tell you which variant people have? It's starting to seem like the Delta variant is just the one vaccinated people get, isn't it? What would that mean, commies? CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said fully vaccinated people, quote, have just as much viral load as the unvaccinated, making it possible for them to spread the virus to others, which is why all children should wear masks in schools, NBC News reported. The White House announced it would start requiring masks in, in its buildings on Wednesday. Got that? The last article, the last article said that vaccinated people would not have the bad health outcomes. Rochelle Walensky's quote right here in this article says they have just as much viral load as the unvaccinated, making it possible for them to spread the virus to others. Now, how interesting is that? She's saying that the condition for spread is the prevalence of symptoms, the viral load. What does that tell you about asymptomatic spread? What can you infer, Kami? Stretch your brain out. 
I'm certain you can do it. Texas Republican Representative Dan Crenshaw, who, by the way, is 100% Romney, and he's not going to make it through all this, was among those calling out the CDC for the quality of research informing its policy decisions. Quote, the game changer data the CDC used for the mask mandate is from a single study in India, he tweeted. The study, the study was rejected in peer review, but CDC used it anyway. And he's exactly right. What does that mean, commies? What does it mean? Does it mean you're getting lied to? Yes, it does. Now, this article goes on. You're free to read the rest of it for yourself. But wait, wait, wait. It gets much worse. This is also from Just the News, also from last night. CDC to drop, quote, gold standard COVID test. PCR risks false positives. How about that? PCR tests long hailed as the gold standard in detecting SARS-CoV-2 cases will be dropped by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention at the beginning of next year. Thank goodness they're waiting. Polymerase chain reaction tests have been a mainstay of the U.S. and global response to COVID-19 since early in 2020. But health officials have warned the diagnostic tool poses a risk of false positive results. The test works by amplifying a biological sample through successive cycles until a virus, if it's present in the assay, can be detected by the testing machines. Isn't that interesting? Until a virus can be detected, right? So I suppose it matters how many cycles you go through so you can determine how much virus is actually there. And the higher in cycles you go, the more likely it is that you're picking up dead viral material. And they can't even tell if it's actually COVID. You understand, commies? Do I need to speak to you only in headlines? Do I need to speak to you in a child's voice? Do I need to speak to you the way Cardi B might? You can hear her. You repeat all her slogans about how great it is to buy expensive shoes and then drug men who are paying you at the strip club so you can then take them home on the idea that you all might have sex and then rob them. Like Cardi B says, you remember that she's an Emmy winner. You guys are all big fans, right? Commies. It's racist and sexist to say that Cardi B might be a symptom of societal rot, for instance, or potentially one of the worst people of all time and an absolutely terrible musician and performer. That's racist and sexist, isn't it? Commies go with it. The CDC announced this month that it would be withdrawing its request to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for the emergency use authorization of the test. The agency urged laboratories to, quote, begin their transition to another FDA authorized COVID-19 test. Isn't that weird? The PCR test was used under an emergency use authorization, and they forced you to get the tests even though you had no symptoms. So they used an emergency use medical device against you, which means that they had no other choice so that they could test you for a disease that you don't have 
and that almost definitely cannot kill you. Got it, commies? Hey, Redeemables, you're probably really just breaking in the head right now, right? Or maybe you're already past 50% and you're like, yeah, I cannot believe they actually tried to convince us of that. This is a crime against humanity. And I would say to you, if that's you, commie, you're exactly right. CDC spokeswoman Kristen Nordland told Just the News that the agency was discontinuing its support for the test, quote, given the availability of commercial options for clinical diagnosis of SARS-CoV-2 infection, including multiplexed and high throughput options. Oh, well, that sounds complicated. Although the CDC 2019 novel coronavirus real-time RT-PCR diagnostic panel met an important unmet need when it was developed and deployed and has not demonstrated any performance issues. (laughs) The demand for this test has declined with the emergence of other higher throughput and multiplexed assays. She said via email, it met an unmet need, right? And the unmet need she's referring to was to instantly test People who did not have a disease and showed no signs of a disease and could not spread the disease. And again, let me remind you, you just heard Rochelle Walensky in her own words, describe the circumstances to you. They are admitting without saying so that asymptomatic spread does not happen. Because the very premise by which they said the vaccinated were fine and could go out about and on with their lives is the same one they're using to tell you that you now have to wear a mask. Well, you know, the vaccinated, they're safe. They're not going to have symptoms. If they do have symptoms, it's not going to be severe. If it is severe, they're not going to die. That's what they said to you. And they said it was okay to take your mask off. Now they're saying, oh, well, you know what? It turns out the vaccinated, they do have the same level of viral load as the unvaccinated. So you are going to have to mask. And you could actually get a severe disease and you could die. And in fact, the vaccine itself is what's making you have all those things. So keep it up, commies. Again, you're still batting zero for the last five years. But keep it up. Not my words. It's her words. If you can't understand her words, that's your problem. If you're going to say, no, 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 that's not what she's saying. You, you have to understand. I have these other words that she said that prove that's not what she's saying. Well, then, commie, I might suggest to you that you really need to sit down by yourself in a comfortable room with some soothing music playing and determine for yourself. Whether or not you are one of the dumbest people in the entire world. Okay. If you've never thought about it, I suggest you devote some time to it. Just sit down and be objective. Okay. It's not bad to be a dumb person. It's bad to be a bad person. All right. And your stupidity is making you a bad person. You don't have to do that. In fact, you don't have to remain stupid either. You could recognize that you're being a bad person. And you could recognize that you're being a stupid person and you could try to eradicate both of those by simply not being a commie anymore. But stay down there as long as you like, honestly, 
Consider at some point, Kami, that if your biggest concerns throughout the day are who's going to bring you food, what you're going to watch on TV, and whether or not strangers like your selfies, you might be a really stupid person. Okay? And again, it's not a life sentence. You can stop anytime you want. Nordland did not respond to follow-up queries asking if the risk of false positives had motivated the CDC's discontinuance in any way. Those risks have been acknowledged by multiple prominent public health figures, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, chief medical advisor to fake President Joe Biden, and the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. In a July 2020 interview on an infectious disease podcast, Fauci warned that the sensitive PCR tests might, if allowed to progress through too many amplification cycles, return a positive result when it was actually just detecting dead nucleotides. The World Health Organization earlier this year warned in a medical product alert that PCR tests carry with them the risk of false positives because the test might only be picking up small fragments of the virus via heavy amplification. Disease prevalence alters the predictive value of test results. As disease prevalence decreases, the risk of false positive increases the alert stated, this means that the probability that a person who has a positive result is truly infected with SARS-CoV-2 decreases as prevalence decreases, irrespective of the claimed specificity. Okay? Now, we know that over 30 cycles picks up 80 to 90 to even 97% false positives as you go up. And we still have been running them at 35 to 40 cycles this entire time. The entire time. The entire time, commies. Do you understand that they knew the entire time that they were running faulty tests or I should say the testing protocol was faulty to yield a massive number of false positives, millions and millions and millions and millions of tests, 80, 90, 97% false positives. That's what they were doing for millions and millions of tests. And you were convinced that it was a deadly global pandemic because they told you the numbers were so high. Now, we've gone over extensively what they qualify as a COVID case, a COVID hospitalization, and a COVID death. And all of that is based on testing that allows 80, 90, 97% false positives and a situation where tests aren't even performed and they just say, yes, likely COVID. And you ate up every last morsel and crumb you commies, you did it. You loved it. You shamed and bullied other people on the basis that you knew so much. You are a year and a half behind the most rudimentary COVID knowledge. Commies, go back and look for yourselves. I have it on record what I believed. I have podcasts up from 15, 16 months ago, even longer. Go listen to them. I won't sound confused. I'll be right there saying the same thing I am now. 
which is now the same thing that the media is saying. Isn't that incredible, Kami? Isn't it incredible? How could the conspiracy theorists end up being right? And how could they end up being right the whole time while making up conspiracy theories? Isn't it incredible? And how is it, Kami, that you can be wrong the whole time and be making up stories using all your wrong information and then not be conspiracy theorists? It's because you just don't identify as one. Is that it, Kami? All right. So I'm going long today. I hope that's okay with you. I hope I'm not ruining your schedule of walking or driving. But I want to cover this today because Judicial Watch put this out last night. They have FOIA'd and received more documents. Here is the headline. CDC coordinated with Facebook on COVID messaging and misinformation. CDC received over $3.5 million in free advertising from social media companies. Judicial Watch announced today that it had received 2,469 pages of new documents from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which revealed that Facebook coordinated closely with the CDC to control the COVID narrative and misinformation, and that over $3.5 million in free advertising given to the CDC by social media companies. These new documents were received in response to a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit for any and all records of communication between CDC officials and or employees and employees, agents and or representatives of Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube concerning regarding or relating to COVID-19 related content on company platforms. Such records include but are not limited to any advice or instructions issued on disinformation regarding COVID-19. These documents show collusion between the CDC and big tech on COVID-19 message and misinformation. In an email exchange beginning on January 26, 2020, with the subject, quote, data for good slash CDC intros. A Facebook representative sends the FB coronavirus narrative to the CDC. It states the following. Facebook is taking a three pronged approach to the global response for the coronavirus. Remember the date, by the way. This is January 6th, 2020. Facebook was already talking to the CDC about how to message for the coronavirus. This is the very same time where Donald Trump was being called racist for wanting to shut down travel to China. And I believe that the date he finally did that was January 29th of last year. So before he even did that, Facebook and the CDC were talking about how to message Surrounding the coronavirus, Anthony Fauci was still out all through February saying that he didn't think this was going to be anything to worry about. We don't need to change our lifestyle. We don't need to do anything different. We don't need to wear masks. Nancy Pelosi and Bill de Blasio were encouraging the residents of California and New York to feel safe and happy to go participate in Chinese New Year celebrations. Remember the circumstances surrounding all of this back then. Facebook's first point in the FB coronavirus narrative sent to the CDC. Limit misinformation and other harmful content on our platforms. Our third party fact checkers have been rating information on this topic as false, including the AP, PolitiFact, AFP Hong Kong, Rappel IQ 
in the Philippines. As a result, we show people who come across that false content accurate information from our fact-checking partners and strong warning labels. We also send notifications to people who already shared this content, alerting them that it's been fact-checked. Okay? January 26th, 2020. They were already doing the fact-checking in other places around the world. Second point. Provide accurate and helpful information on our platforms to our partners. Partners are already using our platforms to share accurate information about the situation, including onto pages. We also provided ad credits to the World Health Organization and the Philippines Department of Health to enable them to run coronavirus education campaigns on Facebook in region, which we will continue to do. We're continuing to explore additional steps we can take, including dedicated information modules on relevant search queries and improved search ranking. Okay, now I used to work in a social media management company where we handled celebrity social media. Got it. So we had relationships with the social media companies. They are saying very specific things in here. Okay, they are saying that they are going to give free advertising Two organizations like the WHO and, as we'll see, the CDC, so that they can get their message out on the Facebook platform. And when they say improved search ranking, what they mean is that they will manipulate the algorithm to boost certain content and to downgrade other content. And it is clear which content they want to boost, right? That's why they're giving away free ad credits. Third, empower partners with data tools. We're sharing aggregated mobility data and high resolution density maps with various partners. For example, the uh, National uh, Tsinghua University in Taiwan and the Harvard School of Public Health to help inform forecasting models for the spread of the virus as part of our broader data for good program. We're exploring doing this with a broader set of partners, for example, the WHO and the U.S. CDC, and also helping partners understand how people are talking about the issue online through tools like CrowdTangle to inform their efforts. All right. So they're monitoring the narrative and whether or not people are accepting it. And they're using that information to inform government agencies or uh, bilateral, multilateral government agencies on how they need to communicate to people. This email exchange continues on showing more coordination on messaging between the CDC and Facebook. They move on. The CDC was given over $3.5 million of free advertising on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. In a March 8th, 2020 email, a Facebook representative sends four ad credits totaling $2 million to the CDC for the purpose of supporting, quote, messaging related to coronavirus. Okay, March 8th, 2020. That is before lockdowns. All right. Before anything shut down, before Donald Trump's original statement from the Oval Office, that was March 11th, 2020. This is before Tom Hanks said he was sick before the NBA and the NHL shut down. That was when everything really started, when it all really bubbled up 
into the public consciousness. On March 14th, 2020, then CDC Chief Operating Officer and Chief Strategy Officer Sherry Berger emails Facebook to thank them for the $2 million and pay attention to the form of this response. On behalf of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and by the authority delegated to me through Section 231 of the Public Health Service Act, 42 U.S. Code Section 238, as amended, thank you for Facebook's non-monetary gift of advertising credited with an estimated value of $2 million. The gift will be used by CDC's COVID-19 response to support dissemination of critical public health messaging. Thank you. Now, the reason I want you to focus on that is because this clearly is not just one person saying, hey, thanks, this is going to be a big help. They are putting this message into a proper governmental framework that recognizes this donation. All right. This isn't just out of the goodness of their hearts and they're not allowed to just take money, but they can take free ad credits. If this sort of behavior wasn't specifically regulated, she wouldn't have had to write all that other stuff. In an email exchange between August 10th and 11th, 2020, the CDC's Sherry Berger emails Facebook again to thank them for another $1 million in ad credits with a similar message to that on March 14th, except she adds, quote, this gift will be used by the CDC's COVID-19 response to distribute scientifically accurate data, guidance, and risk communication information on COVID-19 to a broader audience, end quote. In an email exchange on August 25th, 2020, Facebook makes CDC officials aware that of their recent gift of $1 million in ad credits, $529,207.42 remain. In a heavily redacted email exchange on March 17th, 2020, a Twitter official offers the CDC advertising in the form of Twitter's promoted trend and promoted spotlight trend, which have approximate values given as $75,000 and $150,000. In an email exchange beginning March 16th, 2020, a Google representative offers the CDC free video advertising on YouTube. In the exchange, they claim not to be able to assign a dollar value to this advertising. The CDC's official acceptance document for this advertising, which they value at zero dollars, Sherry Berger states, I understand that Google LLC may be a vendor and or lobbyist employed and that Google LLC's employees may be registered lobbyists. Providing the gift will not prevent Google LLC or its affiliates from supplying products and services to CDC in the future. CDC, however, is under no obligation to accept future services from Google LLC or its affiliates. Thank goodness they got that out of the way. In a February 27th, 2020 email, a Facebook representative offers to put CDC officials in contact with WhatsApp in order to establish auto responses to FAQs about coronavirus in that communications platform. These documents show that Facebook and the CDC are joined at the hip on managing the ever-changing COVID-19 narrative, which includes censorship of alleged misinformation, stated Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton. Okay, so what I want to understand here and what I think I do understand, but this is just how I read it, going to have to get more information. I want to know how many government organizations are allowed to advertise for free on Facebook. Okay, because that is what is happening here. 
Facebook is making it so that these public health organizations can take advantage of messaging to the public through Facebook. And Facebook is providing this as what they imagine is a public good. Okay. Facebook lets them disseminate whatever message they want with the imprimatur of the government. And then they censor competing messages. Okay. We know that the censorship exists. That is beyond a shadow of a doubt. Jen Psaki admits it from the white house. Opposition to the preferred view can then be downranked in the algorithm as they boost the public health information that they want. So they are able to take information that they like and make more people see it and take information they don't like that competes with their narrative and push it down so that no one sees it. And they know they've done studies on this. This actually does manipulate the behavior of the public. The side with the relationship to Facebook, okay, which is always in every single case, the side of global communism and the Davos agenda. By the way, Mark Zuckerberg himself is part of that. Okay, no one doubts that everyone knows this. They can push their message all the time. And we know already, we've gone over this countless times. We know already that the CCP has infiltrated many of our government organizations, including some of the most high ranking officials in Joe Biden's fake administration. And he has also brought over high level employees from the social media and tech companies to actually serve in his administration. This also means that these government agencies who might accept free ad credits from Facebook and then go out and use them, they can put out whatever they, whatever message they want. If the agency wants more funding and Facebook is aligned, their goals are aligned with the agency's goals. That means Facebook can just give them ad credits so that that agency can influence the public to do what Facebook wants it to do. Facebook can offer these deals to have the organization push legislation or spending to help Facebook and the other tech companies. So we have the Facebook and the CDC basically using one another, going back and forth to control the narrative. And what did that narrative achieve last year for the Davos crowd, for the Facebook crowd, and for the government bureaucracy crowd, all of whom are serving this goal of global communism and all of whom are completely infiltrated happily most of the time by agents of the Chinese Communist Party. They pushed money toward billionaires, right? All the tech billionaires, Jeff Bezos, guys like that. They made billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars last year. I think it's something like $1.3 trillion that their net worth increased by. It's something insane. They get to push the Great Reset Davos agenda, and they did, of course. And they got to push mail-in voting all around the country. That was Facebook's goal. And we know it's their goal because Mark Zuckerberg, through the Center for Tech and Civic Life, spent half a billion dollars trying to get the 
election outcome he wanted by use of mail-in ballots and drop boxes and buying off public election officials, including election judges. All of this is on the record. There were actually big pieces done about what Zuckerberg is doing through CTCL to make elections safe and secure during a pandemic. That's what we were told. They were proud of it. And that's the thing. All of the bad stuff they do, they are always talking about how proud of it they are. They want to tell everybody exactly what they're doing so that they can get the public on their side. So that all the communists who repeat whatever they are told to repeat will then go out and do the work of these corporations in defending obviously bad practices. Now, it would look one way if Facebook were the only ones controlling what could be censored, right? Be like, hey, Facebook says that's not okay. People would be like, hey, why are you telling me that, Facebook? But if the CDC says it's not okay, if some fact checker like lead stories says it's not okay, then Facebook's like, oh yeah, we got to take that down. But they are giving the ad money to the organizations who will then back up their narrative. That's really what's happening right there. Ad credits in this scenario should be seen as nothing more than a way to go around government regulations for funding and public-private partnerships. This is literally a corporation and a government agency working together to stifle the speech of Americans and try to force a situation where everybody believes one false thing or one set of false things about what they're calling a global pandemic, the very scary cold. That has to be illegal. And if it's not, through some malfeasance of our Congress, it needs to be very soon. And think about how much money is already being set aside for public outreach programs in these COVID relief packages, right? They have money set aside specifically for public outreach, for things like getting communists to mask up, and for getting them to take the vaccine and for convincing them that the vaccine actually isn't dangerous and that it actually is helpful, even though that narrative, the reality of that is becoming exposed every single day. But this is madness. How much of these agencies actual budgets were already being spent on that public outreach, right? So the agency can take their budget and send that all to Facebook for the ads they're paying for. And then Facebook can just send a bunch of free ad credits right back. And the CDC can put their message right back out again. And we're talking about only up till August of last year. What happened after August? I would love to see what happened between August and the election. You understand what's happening here? This is a complete and total manipulation. And they just... Pass it back and forth. You run out of money to advertise? Well, as long as you keep saying the things that Facebook likes, you can advertise more. And Facebook ads 
work a particular way. Okay, you can designate a very, very specific target audience based on all sorts of things. Consider what data you have given a social media company. All right. Any app that connects to Facebook or Twitter or Google means that those apps share all your data. So if you use Waze, for instance, and you sign into Waze through Facebook, or if you use like a dating app where you sign into the dating app through Facebook, then Facebook now knows where you are all the time. You think that Facebook doesn't know what stores you're at that you stop at every day, right? They don't know where you shop. They don't know where you go for coffee. They don't know who your doctors are. Of course they do. They have all your location information. They also know what sex you are, what gender you are. They know how old you are. They know who your family members are. They know where you work. They know where you went to school. They know where you grew up. They know where you live because that's the place where your phone spends the night all the time. They also know what you read on the apps connected to Facebook. They know what you think based on your posts. They know when you're happy or sad because they have algorithms for that too. They basically know everything. They can target you with their ads all the time. Now, if an algorithm is built to boost an ad in the algorithm, then that ad being boosted will do so at the detriment of any content paid or unpaid that that ad is meant to replace, right? If that ad outranks the other information a person might see, then they're going to see that ad or that information. You think that doesn't affect how much you might get to see a counter narrative? Of course it does. They also implicitly, and I imagine probably explicitly, will do that for ad buyers as a favor. Yeah, we'll gladly demote other content. So what do you get? You get one narrative, however false. And the only reason they get to push that narrative is because the government agencies that they are in public-private partnerships with will agree to their narrative and they will support their narrative. They will give the illusion of expertise to that narrative. And that is exactly what the CDC has done and it's exactly what the social media companies have done and what they are continuing to do. That, my friends, is fascism. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. 
Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofi. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!